On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving, at your desk, maybe at the gym, but you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach and see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Cricket Unfiltered, the News Corp cricket podcast. I've got a special look inside the Aussie T20 camp. Now I have on the line T20 star Marcus Stoinis. How are you, Marcus? Good, thanks, buddy. How are you? Yeah, good. What a great victory last night by the Aussies. A thrilling finish with Maxwell bringing up his 100 and the victory on the last ball. What, what was it like on the sidelines? Mate, so proud of him. So unbelievably proud of him. All the, all the boys were... The change rooms had a good buzz. Uh, it's, it's, he did exactly what we know he can do, and it just shows that he's an unbelievable player. And uh, we, were, we were even watching during the game and some of the shots. No, no one knows if some of them are on purpose or if some of them are by accident, but, uh, <laughs> but I, I told him I've, I've seen this guy in the nets for six years there on purpose. He's meaning to do that. So we're very proud of him. Absolute superstar. Great victory from the Aussies. You're now two from two in this tri-series. Does it feel like this T20 side is beginning a new era? I think it is. You, you look around and, there's, and it's good to see all these faces that you've seen in the Big Bash that you've seen on Channel 10, smacking it around for a couple of years. Darcy Short, he looked bloody good yesterday. It is a bit of a new new look setup, and we're creating some momentum. And how has... A- Ricky Ponting come in and taken to his role as assistant coach? Uh, mate, I'd only heard things uh, about Ricky before he came in and it had it all been good. Uh, and he is everything I thought he was going to be and more. He's a bloody legend. Loves his cricket. He's uh, throwing balls all day. He's helping with the fielding, helping with the batting, talking to the bowlers. Gave me a tip for my bowling yesterday. He's, he's brilliant. I hope you don't start bowling those Ricky Ponting a hundred kilometer outswingers. I hope you stick to your <laughs> stuff. Um, I'll tell him you said that. Yeah, don't. Um, what what um what has he given you any tips for your batting? Has he worked with you and your technique or anything like that? Uh, not so much. Not so much technical. More so game awareness. Um, obviously, he was he was one of the best captains going around. So more so understanding what the bowler's trying to do, understanding situation, and then also just mindset mindset for for this format of the game and just understand that every every single ball, probably especially when you're batting five and six, four, five, six, you've just got a chance to really impact the game. So have, have good intent from straight away. Excellent. And, and what sort of skipper is David Warner? Very structured, very well prepared. All, all the players, all the bowlers know what's expected from them before you rock up at the game the next day. Uh, so most of the planning's done the night before. And then any little changes that will happen will be told through the game before the game. And then out in the middle, it's just it's time to express it. So he trusts the bat- uh, the bowlers, the batsmen, the fielders. Everyone knows where they're meant to be. And then and then from there, he's quite calm. I think because everything's quite organised, he's he's got a handle on everything. He's he's quite a calm captain. Well, that's good to know. Uh, do you talk to him a lot about the sort of roles he wants you to perform in the team? Yeah, yeah, we do. Um, and I've been fortunate enough to be with him for the one days as well. So we've been we've been talking about one day cricket about. T20 cricket for for a good month or so now, so 
I know pretty much where I fit in. And what are his team talks like? Does he get up there and try and motivate the team or is he more a, a one-on-one one type communicator? Uh, the team chats are usually pretty quick as long as we know. That's more, more of a general um, general guide as to make sure we know what their players are doing. We, get, we run through each of their players. And then individually he pull you aside either at training or, or wherever it is and, and let you know what your role for the game is going to be. And then maybe on the odd occasion he, he brings a little bit of emotion just pre-game and then, he, then he's back to Davey Warner. Excellent. And do you think he's a natural leader? Yeah, I think he is. I think, uh, well, whether it's natural or not, I'm not sure, but um, he's got the attributes for it for sure. And, he, and it seems like he, he knows what he's doing and the way he's communicating is, is very on point. Excellent. So, so what's it like being in an Aussie T20 camp? Because it's T20 cricket, is there a lot of weight lifting and do you sort of sit around eating protein powder? What's it like in a <laughs> T20 camp? No, none of that. There's, there's, it's probably uh, not, not much different to any other camp. Uh, we probably, look, the, the days are a little bit longer. Um, waiting for a game yesterday, well, what time was the game? Starting, I think, 7.30-ish. So um, the days are pretty long. But yeah, training training is similar. I mean, you, the boys practice a little bit more range hitting and that sort of thing, uh, a lot more death bowling, and then the fielding is quite intense. But then for each person's, person, it's different. For me, I probably won't hit as many balls because I know that the, the situations I'm going to come in, it's 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 not the same as a one-day match or a, or a four-day match. So everyone just sort of tailors their preparation a, a touch. Is there any sort of team bonding activities? Do you guys... And they play video games, play pool. What do you guys do as a team to sort of bond? A lot of the boys are playing golf together. And then a lot of us also just, uh, the Melbourneites just love having our coffee. So there'll be a coffee group going every day. Uh, probably overdose on that. Yes, yeah, so everyone's hanging out together all day. We've, we've, we've uh, Most of us have been together for the last month, month and a bit. So everyone understands what, what what's going on now. And and does the group feel now like the build up to the twenty twenty T twenty World Cup is sort of slowly starting now that, that that's the sort of end goal for this team? Yeah, I guess so. Um, I mean, it definitely feels like we're focusing towards the World Cup for the for the one days, but I think they go hand in hand and they're going to come around really quickly. But yeah, I'm, I I think there's definitely that eye looking forward to the World Cup. Now, I've got a, a tough question for you here, Marcus, but who yeah. do you think the biggest hitter in Australia's T20 side is? Because you've got a line-up. You've, you've got yourself who hit 120 metres six not so long ago in a one-day game, but then you've got Maxwell, Lynn, Warner. I mean, who is the biggest hitter? Uh, to us, I think, I think you could ask any of the boys this one. It's an easy one to Chris Lynn, mate. Unbelievable. The way he hits the ball. Oh, we, so some, some of us might be able to hit it there. Every now and then, we will hit our sixes, but we'll only hit, hit it 120 metres every now and then. He's unbelievable, mate. He's unbelievable. He hits it consistently so far and all over the park. Yeah, wow. Um, yeah, you did pretty well in that one hitting 120 metres. Do you reckon that's about the biggest six you've ever hit? I think so. I gave it bloody everything, so... Uh... I'll, hopefully I'll have a crack in these next couple of games and I'll see what, what happens. When you head to New Zealand in those small grounds, you, if you hit one 120 metres, it'll end up outside the ground, I think. It'll look massive, won't it? All right, now before I let you go, Marcus, I just want to ask you, you know, it's been a big season for you. Um, how are you sort of looking now forward to the rest of the season? What are your sort of ambitions? You've got the Shield, you've got the rest of this tri-series. What's sort of on the horizon for you? Yeah, so we'll finish this try series. Hopefully, uh, hopefully with a a win in uh, in New Zealand, um, and then like you said, yeah, go to 
Perth, play a few Shield games. I'm not sure how many Shield games I'll get to play at the end of the season. It's what we talk three. And then I'm off to IPL. So uh, that'll be an exciting time going for the Kings 11 uh, in the IPL. And then from there, we fly straight to England and we've got some more one days for Australia. Wow, so All things going well. Busy few months. Yeah, it doesn't stop. I guess what does the IPL sort of mean to you? Uh, it's an exciting time of year. And if to be honest, it probably played a massive role in starting my career because uh, I wasn't playing much international cricket. I was on the fringes and I was craving the opportunity to, to be put under the pressure and playing big games. And the crowds there are unbelievable. And, and obviously there's, there's, they're being watched all over the world. So um, you're under the, under the pump. And yeah, so that exposed me to different conditions, different crowds, a different way of playing. And then also while you're there in the IPL, you're surrounded by the best players in the world. So I was lucky enough to have conversations with Hashim Ambler, with AB de Villiers, with, with just some great players. So that was a real fast-tracking moment in my career. Well, that's a great ad for the IPL, and we've seen the success like players like Shane Watson and Sean Marsh have had coming out of the IPL and using that to catapult them into international cricket. So, Marcus, thank you so much for your time on the podcast. I know you're heading off to the next game. Good luck for the rest of the series and keep hitting those big sixes. No, thank you. Appreciate it. Well, great stuff there getting to talk to Marcus Stoinis the day after the Aussies beat England in the T20 at Bell Revival in Hobart. All right, so we'll be back next week with a full show. I hope you enjoyed that little sneak peek inside the Aussie T20 camp with Marcus Stoinis. Remember, you can rate and review the podcast, and we'll be back soon with another show. 